That's a clown question, bro. Hi, what's up, Anya? So I'm gonna kick some dirt. He gets on base. Just a bit outside. I'm not the type of player that's gonna be Johnny Hustle. And if you don't want me to watch the ball, you can go get it out of the ocean. And welcome to the show to be named later. We're talking baseball kind of whenever. I'm your host, Chris Gianta. The other voice on the podcast is Daniel Curran. How you doing, Daniel? Chris, we got ourselves a series. It is 1-1 going into game three. It's, a, it's basically a best of five now is what it is. Basically, basically a best of five now. Um, that's a good way to put it. Um, I think we're kind of where we thought we would, where we thought we would be at yeah. at this point. I don't think my predictions would change at all at this point. I think I still feel comfortable saying Rays in seven. Uh, Dodgers are no joke, though. Yeah, the Dodgers did did come to play on uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, game one. Uh, Clayton Kershaw came to play. Clayton Kershaw, and you know, I don't want to. I don't want people to, you know, the the Clayton Kershaw believers to really gloat that much because he's never really completed the series outside yeah. of maybe like 2015 he's had, he, he's had some great world series games game ones before he had that against houston yeah he had that against houston uh not so much in 2018 but what can you do against that team yeah that, that's no shame there yeah so i mean i'll wait till game five to give my opinion on opinions on clayton kershaw this series and even like lcs is like remember game two of 2016 and lcs that was a great game by him <sighs> But in game six, it wasn't very good. Destroyed, yeah. Um, game, I, I forget what game two of the 2013 NLCS looked like or game three. NLCS, you mean? And Yeah, some, I, I forget. but Yeah, it was a while ago. But our point stands. Ago. Our point stands. But yeah, he's, he typically does better at the beginning of series than he does in the middle and end of series. So, you know, if he can have a good game five, then maybe, uh, maybe he's – kind of corrected his legacy a little bit but not not quite yet yes but yeah anyway if they can if they can if they lose a series and it's not Kershaw's fault the bar is so low that that honestly low-key helps his legacy yeah pretty much I know it's sad to say but that's kind of a true statement yeah Kershaw was uh Kershaw was awesome he looked very very good six innings pitch two hits one run one walk and eight strikeouts the one run was a home run to Kevin Kiermeyer, 71 game score which is very good. Very, very good. Especially, yes. especially in an era where uh, starters are not expected to go as long. Mm-hmm. Um, especially yeah, we're looking at season. we're looking at five hard hit balls in six innings. Yeah, uh, which is decent. And how many expected batting average above five hundred? Only one. It looks like only one. And it was the home run, which yeah. was still six ten. Yeah, only one. Only one uh, batted ball that Clayton Kershaw allowed um, had a 50% so or better chance of being a hit. The uh, 71 game score, do you want to guess where that ranks among game scores for his career in the playoffs? Um, I'm going to rank it uh, number two behind game two of the NLCS. Okay, yeah, it's eighth. It's eighth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, most of these are in like early series as well. Oh yeah, uh, like it's Atlanta. game two, game two, game two, game one, game one, game four, game five, game one. Yeah. The uh, the game five was the NLCS against Milwaukee. He had a seventy four. That was a very good one. It was at Dodger Stadium. I think oh, that was yeah. the game. Wasn't that the game where the Brewers had like that surprise winner with Wade Miley? That it was won. so stupid. That was just that probably lost the series for them, which is really sad to say. 
but that happened. Um, the game four was the one against the 2015 Mets. We went over that game, and then everything else was game one or game two. And his, let me look at his worst game scores. Are they all in? Okay, the worst one. The worst one's in 2008. We won't count that. That doesn't count. Uh, yeah, 2013 game six. That was a very bad one. 2018 game one. 2017 game five. Uh, 2016 game six of the NLCS is also in there. So, yeah, I mean, if we could get like an ERA breakdown between games like one through three and then four through seven, I feel like there'd be a big difference. Yeah, and no matter what, Clayton Kershaw's next start is going to be very important because it will either it be, will it will literally make or break his legacy from this point it forward. Will, it will either be them down three one, having to save the season which he's faced that against the Red Sox didn't work out. Uh, it's either tied and it's a momentum swing or you can clinch the world series or you can clinch the first world series for the Dodgers in 32 years, which yeah. is, it would be huge for them. One good game there to clinch the world series. I mean, that's kind of a David price effect really, but David. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, although David price had, Three good starts. Three good starts. Clayton but Kershaw's had, Kershaw's had good starts this whole yeah, he, postseason. He's, he's the role in fact, In fact, the number one game score for him in the playoffs was game two against Milwaukee this year. Yeah, game 88. two wild card round. Yeah. He went eight shutout innings with 13 Ks in one walk, three hits. Yeah, so big, big start for Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Uh, game five, no matter what. Um, he faced off against Tyler Glass now in game one, who – you know, Tyler, Tyler Glass now has been a bit of a roller coaster ride, too. You know, he's aesthetically an amazing. He's great pitcher. stuff. He has some of the best stuff in the league. Stuff that does stuff doesn't determine 20, performance. 2019, he had some of the best numbers in the league, but he was limited to like 11 or 12 starts because of injury. Because of injury. And this year, he had a 408 ERA, but his expected ERA, according to Baseball Savant, was, I think, 311. Yeah. So he got a little unlucky. And this postseason is his postseason ERA is like above five right now. It's six oh eight. Yeah, six oh eight. Yep. Had a had a a weird a very weird start um, because he probably shouldn't have been in for as long as he. As no, he, was. he really shouldn't have. Uh, that's a decision we'll get into later. But Tyler Glass now on the day on Tuesday, four and a third innings pitched, only three hits allowed, but six earned runs because of six walks. That's always going to kill you. Um, how many home runs did he give up? Only one. It was to Bellinger, right? Um, yeah, it was Bellinger. It was because he hit that one in the bullpen. Uh, yeah. That was that opened up the scoring. Yeah. Okay. So he hit it. Yeah. So it was two nothing, and then he gave up a RBI fielder's choice to Max Muncy, RBI single to Will Smith, RBI single to Chris Taylor, and well, that that wasn't stuff that he gave up actually. That was Yarborough, but. Yeah, he only gave up three hits, which is weird. One of them was a home run, obviously. Yeah, and I think that's that's you know if you're Tyler Glass now, the problems to avoid are the are the walks because his stuff is kind of yeah. He's not like the Dodgers weren't. I mean, obviously, other than you know Bellinger, like they weren't really hitting him. It was just you know he was getting he was not commanding the zone. He wasn't finding it, and that ultimately, I mean, six walks, you're not going to win a game in the World Series with that. Uh, yeah, it's very, very hard yeah. uh, to do that. I'm trying to look at his, you know, particular, like, yeah, this year, three and a half walks per nine, which is, I guess, average, and then 6.8 hits per nine, which is relatively good. So he's usually good at 
uh, preventing hits, especially as a Tampa Bay Ray. But uh, you know, it's it's the walks that could be an issue. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get something real quick. Because I like as especially at the beginning of the game, I did notice that there he was spiking some fastballs um, that it just didn't it just didn't look right uh, and wasn't translating to success at all. Um, okay, I'm looking at wow, this is weird. Um, okay, let me let me put on a different filter. Let's go like into division. I'm trying to look at like records for for teams in the in the World Series when a uh, when a starting pitcher has at least six walks. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, this a starting pitcher having. It's actually surprisingly good, but they're all high scoring games. Like a, like an eleven to three win when Jim Palmer did it in 1971. Um, Fernando Valenzuela five four. Eh, okay, 14-11 win in the in the '97 World Series with Al Leiter. I remember that game. Just kidding. I wasn't alive for it, but I know what it was. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's very hard. I guess I was proven wrong because there are actually a lot of teams that have won with their starting pitcher uh, giving up six walks. Yeah, so, but you but know, it's not it's not going to play in your favor. It's not going to play in your favor, and you know the Rays definitely rely on their pitching. You know their offense is somewhat above average, but it's not it's not spectacular. It's not slightly alarming, but it's not spectacular either. Um, but, and yeah, when you have Kershaw doing what he did, going to get into a, uh, a Dodgers win. And I guess the the bullpen didn't really help him out either. It's kind of an oddly managed game by Cash. Didn't, yeah. He didn't really seem Very out of be, character. He didn't really seem to be um, very urgent. in a rush. Yeah, urgent, in a rush. He didn't seem like... Uh, it seemed like it was game one of like nine and, and not game one of, of seven or something. Yeah. I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays are built off of managing and decisions and the fact that he left him out there. I remember uh, it was in the fifth or sixth inning. It was the inning where the, the Dodgers scored all the runs um, and he was still out there for whatever reason. It was the fifth. So he walks bets, walks Seager, and then gets Turner to strike out, and Muncie comes up. I was like, all right, well, here comes Brian Yarbrough to face the lefty. Stays in for whatever reason. Gives up a fielder's choice to get a second out. I mean, I guess that's pretty good. Actually, no, he didn't even get a second out. No, he didn't get a second out on that ball. Um, so he reaches on a fielder's choice. Everyone's safe. Yeah, that's right, because it was the play where it was the play where it went to first, and then Diaz threw home, and the throw was offline. It was mm-hmm. that play. And then Will Smith, it's an RBI single, and that's what it took to take him out. Uh, neither of those two things should have happened. Like, I don't understand why he was in at all. I mean, uh, I, the only, like, and I guess it's nitpicky, but um, he does – Glass now is better against lefties than he is righties. Uh, lefties – But even that late into a game with yeah, a power hitter and true. Max Muncy up. True, but, you know, I guess for reference, for benefit of the doubt for Kevin Cash – Against lefties this year, Glass now had a 606 OPS against versus righties. It was a 737 OPS against. Something. Uh, in the last, so the last four World Series games where a starting pitcher had at least uh, six walks, including this one, uh, they've lost the last. The team has lost the last four. So okay. there, there's your trend because the game is of course changing. Yeah, so. yeah. There's not not a lot of uh, Jim Palmer's throwing eight innings with. Nope. Eight innings with six walks. Yeah, no, yeah. that ain't happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, none of these four pitchers went above five and two-thirds innings. 
Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the trend. You don't see six walks a lot uh, at this point in the uh, in the game's history. Yeah, Max Muncy. Yeah, I guess Max Muncy had some reverse splits this year, but still, it's weird to have Glass now out there past 100 pitches in a playoff game where he's kind of struggling. Um, it's not some. It's something sort of unusual, and maybe Cash was re- relying on those reverse splits a little too much. Um, what were I mean? What uh, are Yarborough splits? Let me check that. Yeah, because I, I don't I mean, know. That's yeah. I mean, still, like I know the, that the odds of of uh, of Yarborough having reverse splits as well. The odds of Muncie, Glasnow, and Yarborough all having reverse splits. Incredible. That's who would have thought? Oh wait, I went, to, I went to game logs. Went to game logs. And not, I always do that. I'll go to game logs and not splits or vice versa. Yeah, I'll do that too sometimes. Yeah, so we're looking at Ryan Yarbrough's platoon splits. It looks pretty even, honestly. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh... It's, it's very even. It's it's really even. The OPS is is uh, five points apart, and the batting average is four points apart. Yeah, so I don't know. Weird. Weird. Very weird. But, I mean, in the end, that wouldn't have – I mean, not that this lets Kevin Cash off the hook. Like, that's still – I still don't think that was a very good decision, but I don't think the Rays would have won regardless. And Glasnow was not fresh whatsoever. Yarbrough, I guess, was more fresh. Yeah. He's fatigued. He's given up base runners left and right. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it might be time to bring out the hook. But should we, uh, should we talk about Mookie Betts in this game? Uh, Mookie Betts. We Mookie Betts should. has had a, a very good – He had a home run in that game. Very good four A games. walk, two stolen bases, another hit. Um. You know, it was weird because everyone, everyone took that Mookie Betts game as an excuse to be like, hey, remember that time the Red Sox did that? Yeah. Which I understand. And as a Red Sox fan, I'm obviously still upset about that. And I'm, you know, I I don't know if he would have come back in free agency anyway, but the fact that you didn't even really make much of an effort or at least enough of an effort to get him back, like, is always going to be there. Uh, like 300 mil is obviously a good offer, but the Dodgers gave him more. The Dodgers gave him what he was worth. Yeah. Well, like uh, we've been, and we've had, this. we've had that conversation so many times. It's but... just, it was a misprioritized. Yeah. Misprioritized. But I mean, the Red Sox are really going to have to live with this for the next 13 years. But I don't know. It was, I think it's time to move on. Uh, I, I don't want to beat this dead horse until 2032. Uh, but I mean, that's going to be beaten until 2032, regardless of what kind of say you want to have. Well, people are always people are always going to be talking about it. Yeah, people people will will be talking about it, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know what what fans expected to happen after signing virtually everyone except Mookie Betts. If we, we were, were, I mean, fans were under the impression that they still had enough money to sign Mookie Betts. Like, obviously, as I fans, guess. as fans, you don't know that John Henry didn't have the money. Like, yeah. obviously, of course, if you knew that, it's like, well, yeah, don't extend Nathan Neovaldi. Maybe don't extend Chris Sale. And, I, yeah, that's, that's how it, was, it is. It was a giant left turn. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I was tired of hearing about it. I just – I'm like, whatever. It's done. It happened. It's done. It's so the Dodgers win game one, eight to three. And, you know, a lot of people that I saw were writing the Rays off after this game. Like, uh, I saw so many people saying, like, that's it. The Rays are so unmatched. Like, you can see yeah, it. That's, that's, that's odd. I, I saw so much of that, and I was like, okay, let's wait till game two to decide that. You can't decide that after one game at all. Yeah. And guess pro- what? 
the Rays came out and they won game two. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the last time there was a game one blowout where, or yeah, sort of blowout. Mm-hmm. Where, where you decided like, that's it. Uh, I mean, I guess I felt it in game uh, game one of 2018. Yeah, but then. But I was also, also that might be biased. Game one of 2016, Indians, was Cleveland. Indians were on top. But everyone still knew the Cubs were the better team. On and paper. I feel like that's how we, how everyone should have felt with the Rays. Yeah. They've earned that respect at this point. Yes. Like I, I saw so many people on social media saying like the Rays are so outmatched in this series. Like the Dodgers are going to handle this and they still could win in five, but the Rays came back in one game too, six yeah. to four game. Um, it was, it was uh, Blake Snell went out and dealt four and two thirds of no hit ball. And then he gave up a home run to who was it? Who gave up, who hit the home run? It was um, Chris Taylor. Yeah. It was Chris Taylor. Yeah, and this was a very necessary game for the Rays because you're facing you're facing the Dodgers' worst, I guess. Tony Gonsolin, he was good this year, but he's trending in the wrong direction. During the playoffs, yeah. And, uh, you know, they got to him early. He came out early, and then it was uh, pretty much a bullpen game. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Floro, Victor Gonzalez, and I guess Dustin May got touched up he a did. little bit. Yeah, he did. Four hits in an inning and a third, three, three earned runs. runs. Yeah, he uh, Brandon Lau hit his second home run off him, I believe. Yeah, that that was the case, and um, it felt like yeah, the did. Rays were it felt kind of over, but then the Dodgers kind of climbed right back, yeah, and uh, made it pretty interesting. They did. So um, I've been very I am very concerned with Nick Anderson because he gave up a home run to Will Smith. He had an eight ERA, eight thirty one ERA to be exact in the ALCS, and he obviously comes in in his first appearance this year and gets that out uh gets that home run ball uh and i am a little concerned because he gave up one earned run in the whole regular season and granted he did miss some time due to injury but still the guy was untouchable and he's been he's been hit pretty hard in the in the playoffs especially recently he gave up the home run to correa he gave up the two runs in game seven against houston and now he has this yeah uh odd odd trend for nick anderson maybe it's kind of um him coming down to earth because you don't really expect to have an ERA below one. But having it balloon this much? Uh, I mean, so far, I think the postseason stats, he's given up, I think, what, uh, I think seven earned runs in like 12 and something. That's innings. not good. It's not, it's not good, definitely for, not. For a guy that's your best reliever? But, you know, it could be... He gave up, he gave up the home run to Judge, too, in game five. It might be a little bit of overuse because I, I imagine that he's because he goes multiple innings a lot he does he when, go, and it could be that there. but and this is his second half inning I mean technically like on paper is his first inning because he hadn't gotten three outs yet but it was the second inning he had come out for because he got the final out in the bottom of the fifth and came out for the sixth and gave up that home run so yeah. that happens Corey Seager hits a home run to dead center off Pete Fairbanks and from there and in the later portion of this game, this is where you saw the more Kevin Cash style of managing where um, it's uh, Pete Fairbanks is on in the eighth, gives up that leadoff home run to make it a two-run game. Justin Turner doubles. Max Muncie hits a deep fly ball to right, and uh, it's caught, and the runner doesn't tag. And then Will Smith has that line out. Can, I, I haven't seen the exit below, by the way, on that Will Smith line out because it, was, it looked like it was hit really hard. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, it it looked like he was kind of kind of getting touched up out there. He did. So that happens. Uh, Will Smith. 
Yeah, 102 with a 730 uh, expected batting average, and it was it was caught on a line by Wendell. So at that point, Kevin Cash takes out uh, Fairbanks with two outs and the tying run at the plate and brings in Aaron Loop to face Cody Bellinger, and he gets him to strike out looking on a pitch right down the middle, and then he brings Loop back out for the – ninth and at this point you know some people that are casual baseball fans and don't watch the Rays all the time are probably thinking is Aaron Loop about to close this game out so he gets Edwin Rios to strike out gets Austin Barnes to fly out so he's looking really good and he comes in and then he brings in Diego Castillo to face exclusively Chris Taylor and throw him three pitches and strike him out yeah and that's that's the style that Kevin Cash plays it that's what we're used to the three pitch strikeout to to uh for his whole outing to earn the save yeah, that was, uh, yeah, very, a variety of, of arms that he used. You know, he's been, he's been quoted as saying, you know, I've got a, a whole stable of guys that can throw 95 plus. A whole stable of guys that can throw, I think it was like 98 plus, yeah. which is true, I guess. It's very true. It's true. Um, and, he, and he used those guys effectively. And that's why, that's a big part of the reason why I picked the Rays to wow. win the World Series. Um, because... Kevin Cash has those guys and he knows how to use them. And that's exactly what we saw in game two. We weren't really seeing that much in game one, but he kind of gave us the reality of, of how he managed in game two. That's right. Um, If this isn't a perfect stat to sum up these two teams, there were 17 batted balls between the two of them last night that were at least a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. That's a lot. Is a lot, is a lot. They had, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, wait, one, two, three, uh, six barrels between them. And let me see, let me get the team. Six down. barrels. Six barrels, yeah. Six barrels on 17 batted three balls? Three on each. Between 100 miles, yeah. Yes, that were at least 100 miles an hour. Six, okay. Divided six, by 17. Six divided by 17. That's a 35.2% barrel rate. That's about. But, to, but that's between the 17 hardest hit balls. Oh, between the 17 hardest hit balls? Yeah, there's, there were 17 balls hit at least 100 miles an hour. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I was about to say, that is a ridiculous percentage. <laughs> yeah, there's 17 batted balls all game. <laughs> that would, yeah. honestly, that would make sense too. Because yeah. this is, these are very, the Rays are kind of a true, three true outcome team. Yeah. It's, but it works. Especially, yeah, especially game one. But uh, game two, yeah, uh, that changed a little bit. But, but yeah, uh, I mean, I guess... I guess we kind of saw what we thought we were going to saw, yeah. thought we were going to see. Yeah. Uh, in terms of in terms of this series, uh, I, I didn't expect a. Wow, the race had eleven hard hit ball, or the race had eleven balls hit at least a hundred. Oh That's wow! Insane. It's a lot. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't expect a sort of blowout game in game one. But outside of that, uh, nothing nothing that surprising in this series. No, uh, I think this went about as we thought it would. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this changes my prediction at all. I think I mentioned that earlier, but I still I still think if the Rays get this series to seven, they should be they should be good. And I think game three is very winnable for them. I know that Walker Bueller, you know, he has his, his postseason history, but the way that he's been trending this whole this season as a whole, regular season included, uh, does worry me a bit. Yeah, I feel a lot more confident in Charlie Morton being yes. able to get six plus than Walker Bueller. Absolutely. I don't even think that's a, like a question. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, yeah, he's Walker Buehler has did not go more than six innings in any start in the regular season. And he's done better in the postseason this year, to be honest. Um, he's made four starts, still hasn't gone beyond the sixth inning. So realistically, if the Rays can just get him out of, after like four or five, you know, that should be good because they the, the Dodgers have had to open up their bullpen for the first two games, especially last night. Yeah, I guess to credit Bueller, his last start, he was effective. Six innings. He was very, very effective. Very important. That was his best start of the whole season, regular season included. No walks, 89 pitches, less than 15 uh, less than 15 uh, pitches per inning. Yeah. So if you if that Walker Bueller shows up, especially he's not facing as tough a lot lineup as the Braves, um, it could be a very interesting game with Charlie Morton. That should be that could be a duel if he if he comes out like that. And not only that, but Charlie Morton obviously not a big strikeout pitcher, and he is going to be in a very pitcher friendly ballpark tomorrow night. Yeah. And that's going to play very much in his favor. Yeah. So I think I like the pitching matchup better uh, for the Rays in this game. Game four, I don't think anything's been announced, but I think the probables are, yeah, okay. So LA did confirm Urias, and I'm assuming the Rays are going to go with either um, Yarborough for like maybe four or five or just a flat-out bullpen game. Yeah, yeah, which could be tough. I think that's advantage uh, Dodgers I do uh, too. in game four. And then game five, it'll just cycle back to – Glass now. Yeah, because we have off days in this yeah. series. Look at that. We do have off days <laughs> in the series. Yes. If they didn't, I think the Rays would be much better off. Uh yeah, you know, they they have the they have that depth. Um but the the Dodgers aren't too far off. Oh no, but definitely not. Rays but yeah, advantage, advantage Rays for sure. Yeah, Charlie Morton only gave up in a in a down year for Charlie Morton, he gave up 0.9 home runs per nine innings. That's still really good. And obviously the Dodgers are going to probably have a hard time getting it in the air against him. Yeah. And, you know, if you go in a game seven, you're very confident in, in what you have. Has Charlie, has he given up a home run all postseason? Um, he may have. Uh, no, he has not. He has not. Wow. How about that? Since, uh, since 2018, he's only given up one home run and it was last year. In the in game three, I think it was the one to uh, Kiermaier. I'm pretty sure it was against Kiermaier in uh, game three of the ALDS in Tampa. That's what I'm I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, you want to go on? Yeah, um, yeah Charlie Morton. Uh, I think home run prevention is going to be huge. Let me just make sure it was to Kiermaier. It sure was. It was a three run home run. Yeah, so. Home run prevention is going to be huge for Charlie Morton. I think that plays a lot in the Rays' favor. Uh, yeah, for sure, especially when you're facing a lot of power-hitting lefties. Yeah. Um, like Muncie, Bellinger, Seager. I mean, Seager is on fire right now. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? There's a few others. Jock. Jock Peterson. Um, you're going to be facing those power-hitting like lefties. Mm-hmm. And Morton's there to, to neutralize yeah. uh, for sure. Let me look at what is Walker Buehler's home run uh, numbers been like this year. Uh, I think it was bad. It was bad at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything was kind of bad at the beginning. <laughs> he was one of my uh, one point seven home runs per nine. Yeesh, that is not what you want. Uh, did he give up any? I mean, he's mostly pitched this postseason. Yeah, he's uh, in uh, Texas, so he's given up one home run in Texas, and it was in Game One of the LCS, and it was to Freeman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So he's he's handled it pretty well. I think this will be – I mean, you predicted no blowouts in this series, and we got one immediately and almost yeah. had one. We kind of had one last night, but then the Dodgers chipped away. Yeah, I would I would be disappointed if there were more blowouts. I feel I, It just seems like they match up very well. They do. Yeah. The Dodgers are the Rays with money. Yeah, exactly. It's a – yeah, sort of a – a big brother, right. little brother. Do you want to go uh, like a game by game predictions? We don't have to do scores, but just like who wins each game. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, um, it, it's tough because you know I could see I could see Bueller doing very well as well, very well, mm-hmm. also very well as well is kind of a yeah weird way to format a sentence. But uh, I mean, I I did predict seven, so I guess I'd go raise game three. Dodgers game four and then uh if, if history repeats itself Rays game five mm. okay um, but also I could also see Dodgers win game five and then the Rays win the last two that's that's kind of exactly what I have I think game three will change the dynamic of the whole series like I think the Rays should win tomorrow based on the pitching matchup and if they don't uh I think the world should be a little more worried about the, their chances for the rest of the series. Yeah. Because I think game four is a game that the Dodgers should win. And then again, I mean, they could both flip-flop, you know, the Rays could win game four and the Dodgers could win game three, but yeah, I have the same thing or I have your alternative where I have, I do have the Dodgers winning game five. I think that the Kershaw narrative will sort of go away this year. I don't know if that means the Dodgers will win the series. Yeah. And Glass now. Well, you know what's going to happen, though? If it gets a seven and Kershaw does well in game five, you know Dave Roberts is going to bring him out of the bullpen. <laughs> you know he is. Yeah. You can't even lie to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's going to happen. And, and Glass now looks a little shaky right now. He does. And at least in his past couple starts uh, between game four against Houston and game one against LA. Yeah. It's uh, looked a little shaky. But yeah. Um, do we have do we have anything more on the rest of the series? I think we'll the do Dodgers it. the Dodgers have kept Randy Rosarena suspiciously quiet. That is true. Suspiciously quiet. Does he have like one hit? One hit, and it was a it had a stellar expected batting average of 080. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have a feeling he's about to wake up. Yeah, I get you know Brandon Lau was was quiet and he mm-hmm. woke up. Uh, maybe, I know it's only two games, so it's such a, so that's such a cheap like. You know, like slump, quote unquote, yeah. because it's literally just two games. But I think, and maybe it won't even be by the home run ball. Like I could see Randy Rosarena like spraying the ball around the field. Yeah, into three, the gaps. three for four, two doubles, three RBI. Yeah, I could see something like that in the coming days. Yeah, that would be that would be a fun sight to see. Um, I don't know. You know, you don't know who it would be off of. Maybe Arias. Maybe yeah. Kershaw. Who knows? Do you have a guy to watch on the Dodgers in the next couple of days? Who and an X factor, I guess. Yeah. Uh, outside pitching. So yeah, let's go offensively. I mean, I think Will Smith is hitting the ball very well. He is. Um, he's he had a he had a sneaky good year this year. He had a 980 OPS uh, in the regular season, and he had that clutch home run against Will Smith. Yeah. Um, I mean. I'm not saying like look out for him because he's about to pop off because he's kind of already been popping off. But so, you're saying like if the Dodgers were to win, it's because Will Smith may take over a little bit, um, right? Because that's what I was gonna say for Cody Bellinger. 
I could I could see I could see Will Smith having a big game four. Yeah. Uh, game three might be tough against Morton, and uh, I don't know, maybe game five. But I guess it would be easier to pick a lefty. But yeah, Bellinger would also be another good yeah uh, a good guy to pick. I think Bellinger really has the capa- has the capability to take over this entire series. Yeah, and Bellinger can definitely um, he can definitely get rid of. You know, he's had a short career, but get rid of some of his like postseason quote unquote demons. Even though he won NLCS yeah, MVP even, in 2018. Yeah, even though when he hit like 250. Yeah, <laughs> even even with that, and even with his, uh, I guess I guess he's kind of already gotten rid of that with Game Seven of this year. Yeah, but yeah, he can be a, a Dodgers postseason legend. Yeah, he could be with a good series, but I guess anybody can. Yes. Um. Any anything more? I think, uh, that's that's about it for me. Yeah, a good yeah, a good quality. I guess forty minute episode that we just had. We'll do one after game five. Yeah, we'll do. We will. We will see everyone on Tuesday. Uh, we hope you enjoy. If we you hope. Like, we hope we're doing another show where we're previewing games next time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it would be shocking if uh, one of these two teams took the next three. Yeah, absolutely shocking. Either one. Um. Yeah, either one. If you want to follow us on social media, uh, follow me at Chris underscore Gianta on Twitter. Follow Daniel at Daniel underscore Curran on both Twitter and Instagram. And follow the show Instagram at STBNL Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our game one and two recap. And we hope to see you on Tuesday where we will be recapping games three, four, and five, however, however they may end. See you then.